Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this podcast is going to be on how to not waste money on personal development because there's so many opportunities to spend money on personal development, isn't there? And sometimes it can just be kind of confusing, right? And you, uh, if, if you're like me, you have finite resources to spend and you've probably wasted money on things in the past and you really, really don't want to do that again. The story of how I met the disciple of the most hated man in the world is illustrative of how to not spend money on personal development. So that's right, this is going to be one of these podcasts where I have kind of a cool story to illustrate the principles. I had just arrived in an exotic, new-to-me city, and I knew nobody there. So I started by requesting to join the local Real Social Dynamics Wingman Facebook group. As I've explained elsewhere, my life hack for forming intimate Meaningful relationships fast is devoting my time to socializing with high affinity groups with deep shared values. And RSD trained pickup artists are actually one of the best of such groups. Check out that article if you're more interested in learning about this. In the Facebook group, a cool looking local guy had posted that he was offering free introductory pickup artist boot camps, which is like in-field dating coaching. I've never taken a boot camp like this, but I've always been interested. If I had several thousand dollars just burning a hole in my pocket, I would do such a boot camp. He had posted a couple of indicators that he knew what he was doing, and it was a novel application of the freemium business model, so I thought, hey, why not? What do I have to lose? I contacted him and made what I thought was a generous offer of buying him dinner, and then we could go out at night and do the free coaching. I thought that if he turned out to be a really effective coach, I might purchase one of his coaching packages. If he sucked, then at least I would have explored the city some and have had a uh, stimulating conversation over a succulent meal, right? It's kind of hard to lose, especially when you're brand new in a new city. You got you to gotta put yourself out there and try new things. I met him and he, he had gravitas, swagger, and style. I picked his brain about the nuances of seducing the sexy local girls. He spoke three languages fluently. We talked about meditation, fitness, entrepreneurship, biohacking, supplementation, and Columbia. Overall, a pretty impressive guy. Interestingly, he had worked directly with, at the time, and it changes, but at the time, the official most hated man in the world. And weirdly, 
the most hated man in the world is not some tyrannical dictator or murderous narco boss, but was a really douchebaggy pickup artist that had pissed off a bunch of feminists and the politically correct mainstream media. My new friend had coached with him and had the photos to prove it. And he really emphasized how much of an influence this guy was on him. I turned out to be a bit disappointed actually because he announced about halfway through dinner that there was a change of plans and that we were not going to do the free boot camp that night. He was instead going to pick up a girl he knew that night and sleep with her. He offered to drop me off where I was staying and we took his car, which was a pretty nice car in that country, and we did indeed pick up a cute local girl from a decrepit old Soviet-style apartment building, and she giggled at my poor attempts in their language. The next day, we met up to discuss smart drugs, which we... The next day, we met up to discuss smart drugs, which he was really interested in. Who isn't, right? And we hung out in his nice apartment. Then he pitched me. He had a weekend boot camp program that was $600. We would do coaching at the nightlife spots. We would talk to girls during the daytime. And he even guaranteed that I would get laid on the boot camp. Guaranteed. I didn't go for it though, for a couple of reasons. $600 was a lot of money in that country. It seemed pretty steep for a weekend of coaching. Yes, world-class dating coaches like the most hated man in the world charge thousands of dollars a weekend for such coaching, but they also have lots of credibility and evidence for their expertise. And my new friend, he had almost none. He also didn't get into a lot of specifics about what the coaching would entail. Other than that, I would definitely get laid. His pitch was long on benefits, but short on features. But more importantly than those two things, he was dishonest. He didn't do the, the free sampler boot camp that we had initially discussed. And how was I to know that he wasn't going to just take my money and pay a local working girl to sleep with me? I'll add that this guy followed a lot of popular personal development and entrepreneurship content, and it really showed. He threw around a lot of the platitudes and parlance that are so common here in the online personal development slash biohacking sphere. He, he really, he probably followed a lot of the same people that, that you do and that I do. And he actually had a pretty good hook to his marketing, right? Offering the free boot camp, then showing me the nice car, the pretty girl, the nice apartment. And I'll be charitable. I can see how through a different cultural filter, he might think that it was acceptable to bait switch me like that. 
but I really didn't want to pay $600 to sleep with a hooker, even if it was packaged with some great coaching. Not to mention, in that country, I could sleep with about 10 hookers for $600. It really just wasn't a good deal. As you can see from that story, I'm really skeptical about spending money on the type of offerings that are so common in the personal development world. So the coaching packages, weekend retreats, seminars, mastermind groups, social dynamics boot camps, and info products, those downloadable PDFs and video courses on how to make money online, pickup chicks, or whatever. The past 10 years of my personal development has been quite fruitful. I make pretty good money doing what I love. I have financial freedom. I have abundance with relationships. I make friends pretty easily. I stay in touch with old friends. I enjoy time spent with family. I'm loved in every way. I've lived abroad as a digital nomad for four years now, tasting and savoring myriad cultures. My world is borderless, my opportunities limitless. I bet I'm within the top 10% or 5% of the most happy people in my demographic because I live consistently with the three values I hold most dear, which are freedom, adventure, and novelty. I've grown up to be what I always wanted to be, which is an adventuring philosopher. So it's pretty fair to say, again, like I said, things, things, I, I'm not a millionaire. I, I don't have a perfect life. I have, I do have problems and challenges, but I really can't complain that much. Things, things really have worked out well for me as a result of the specific personal development strategies and tools uh, the, and paths that I've taken. So it's, it's pretty fair to say that time, resources that I've spent have yielded a successful result. So that's why I, I feel like I can speak with just a little bit of an authority on this. $5,000 wasted. Here's another story. There's a lady I've known for a long time who recently wasted $5,000 on a coaching package. John C. Maxwell offers this super premium intensive seminar weekend certification and follow-up package where they coach your leadership skills for five grand. I suspect it's one of those things where they life coach you to be a life coach. So I saw this lady last time I was home in Denver, Colorado, like I said, uh, old, old family friend. And uh, we'll chat online from time to time about health and fitness, that kind of stuff. So I was pretty shocked to see her casually eating potato chips and drinking a large Pepsi. And I don't want to be too judgmental, but anyone who consumes that sort of food is just really not taking their personal development very seriously. That kind of food just puts your biology on a blood sugar roller coaster to hell. And there's just no way you're going to be consistently productive, creative, or happy if you regularly or even irregularly snack on that sort of poison. 
She's also like one of these really nice ladies that's always stopping to help other people and she just has a hard time prioritizing her own projects. Unsurprisingly, my most recent communications had confirmed that a few years later she had indeed done nothing with her John C. Maxwell training. So that's how to not spend money on personal development. I think we can all agree, but how, how should you spend money on personal development? As a principle, when it comes to personal development, spend money on things that will yield a return on investment in multiple ways, as opposed to making a bet on something that is just going to provide benefit in a single domain of life or vocation or whatever. So number one, smart drugs. Surprise, surprise, Jonathan pitching smart drugs. I really think that nootropics are the best gateway drug to personal development. Let's say you have a, a blue pill friend or loved one whose life is really just a downward spiral of mediocrity. What I would not recommend is giving them a Tony Robbins book or telling them to download the Headspace app. I would give them smart drugs. And smart drugs will give them a winner's mind for a few hours. They will be focused, disciplined, productive, and happy. And once the exotic molecules leave their system, they'll want more of that, like the guy in the movie Limitless. That's why that movie is such a great metaphor for this uh, project of personal development. And they'll come back for more smart drugs, and then they'll start to wonder what else they can do to unlock their mind. So they'll start exercising more consistently. They'll take up meditation, brain training, or another mindfulness practice. They'll start to read more books and watch less television or shallow YouTube shows. They might even go to therapy. So smart drugs have disparate effects on our neurobiology that work in ways obvious and not so obvious to empower our lives. They make us more focused and less susceptible to distractions. They improve our discipline so we will do more of what we already know we should be doing. They improve our stress response so that stressors, internal and external, have a whole lot less capacity to hamstring our happiness and productivity. They make extracting semantic information from our long-term memories less like searching for a book in a library and more like doing a Google search. So I could make a very lengthy list of the benefits of nootropics or a giant infographic, which I did. You can check that out linked in this article. But anyone who has tried them will quickly discover that they really do positively affect a multiplicity of measures of performance. And I think that well-researched smart drugs, the things that are proven to work, are one of the very best ways to spend money on personal development. Next thing to spend money on, food. We are what we eat. On a profound level, the quantity and quality 
of the food we consume limits our capacity to reach for our goals. I can be combining all of the greatest life hacks that I know. I can be dosed on my racetam rich nootropic stack, adaptogenic tea, and a drop of nicotine. I can be listening to my focus promoting music. I can be on day 25 of NoFab. I can have just finished my 20 minute meditation protocol. But if I eat two slices of pizza and drink a sugary, fizzy drink, I'm still going to have a pretty mediocre day. In one of Elliot Hulse's videos, and I forget which one, there are so many, he talks about how as a younger man, he spent a lot of his money on his diet, eating really high quality organic food, an investment that has really paid off in his life of gargantuan proportions, clearly. If you listen to podcasts or read books by elite performers, athletic or otherwise, a commonality is that they seem to spend a lot of money on really high quality food. So, dear listener, don't feel so guilty about spending a little bit of money ordering the grass-fed steak, getting lunch at the fancy vegan restaurant, getting really good premium toxin-free coffee, shopping at an organic grocery store, or a food delivery service like Blue Apron that, you know, takes some of that headache and some of that decision-making of eating healthy and just outsources it to the, uh, to, to an app that's in your phone, I'm sure. I'm not a diet, diet guru. I'm not a diet guru, so I'm not going to tell you exactly what you want to drop your coin on. I'll, you know, encourage you to read the newest books and science on what they call the ketogenic or paleo diets, and that's going to put you on the right track. Third thing that you might want to spend your money on is hormonal blood tests. Modern life conspires in a myriad of insidious ways to unbalance and deplete our hormones. To paraphrase something quite insightful that Dave Asprey said about managing relationships. If you're seeing a therapist for marital problems, you're really wasting money if you haven't first had a hormonal blood test done. And the same logic really applies to most of our endeavors. A detrimental hormonal imbalance can really rob you of motivation, discipline, happiness, and energy. You can try all sorts of life hacks and biohacks to restore gusto and mojo, but if they don't address the hormonal issue, you're really going to be held back. A simple hormonal blood test that's likely not going to cost you more than a couple hundred bucks will let you know if you have a hormonal issue that needs to be addressed. And if that's the case, and as we age, as we get a little bit beat up by life, as we have stress and crazy things that we have to deal with, that likelihood of having a 
hormonal issue that's going to just really kind of be like a, a knot in the hose of allowing life to flow and happen, that's going to be something that you really want to address and fix. And who knows, it might be easier than you expect to fix. It might be a whole lot easier to fix than some of these really monumental challenges that we that we take on in life. So yeah, get a hormonal test if you don't want to if you can't afford the one that's several hundred dollars, you might want to go with one of those those spit tests, which are not quite as accurate, but still can provide some information that can uh, that can really help some people out there. Worth worth spending a little bit of money. Next thing to spend money on, fitness. Exercise has numerous positives ranging from balancing our hormones and relieving stress to neuroplasticity. Unless your day job is being an acrobat in a circus or a stripper, you're really held back in every other domain of your personal development if you're not breaking a good sweat a couple times a week. Spending money on a gym membership, personal training classes, or fitness gear is not a 100% effective motivational mechanism as the fine purveyors of these things would like to have you believe, but it definitely improves the likelihood that you'll exercise more consistently. Jordan Harbinger in one of his podcasts was mentioning recently, he was like, I got this gym membership at the really wimpy mainstream gym that's right across the street from my house. And again, it's the kind of gym that is like not really a gym for people that are like really serious about their fitness. But he was like, because I spent the money on it and because it's right there across from my house, I just don't have an excuse to not go. So that's that's the smart way to spend money. Next thing to spend money on, books. I've been a voracious consumer of new media content formats for a long time. I spent a good chunk of, I think, my very first paycheck ever on CD-ROM audiobooks. And I was printing out uh, pickup artist PDF ebooks to read, I think, before I even hit puberty. But the truth is that reading the old-fashioned way, or uh, like reading on Kindle, which is which is kind of old-fashioned in a in a new way, is really the most effective way to absorb information. It's just. Uh, there's there's an idea you get, which is you're like, okay, so there's like this really amazing author that's that's written like all of these books about like really deep, complex, psychological, sociological, physiological things that I'd really like to know what this person knows. And there's all of these podcast interviews where I can and YouTube videos uh, with this author. So shouldn't I be able to just absorb the very best uh, parts of his, uh, of the knowledge of all these great books that this author has written by just watching their YouTube videos and listening to their podcasts? Isn't that a way of just kind of getting like 
the very top 5%, 10% of what this person has to teach me. And it's, it's a whole lot easier to listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos than it is to sit down and spend hours and hours reading a book. Sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Books really are the best format. I went through a phase of about five years where I stopped reading books and I just listened to podcasts, YouTube lectures, documentary films, or downloaded torrents of info product courses. And I really stagnated in my career and personal life. When I canceled my Netflix membership and started buying books again and reading every day on my Kindle, my horizons really did broaden. Not overnight, but it really did give me momentum. Books have an unequaled capacity to grow your wisdom and income. Unlike blog articles, podcasts, and YouTube videos, books cost money. So you have sunk cost motivational mechanism with what you glean from them. Next way to spend money, networking. And I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the quotations. Success rarely, if ever, occurs in isolation. As I explain in the Secret Society infiltration model, the fundamental life hack to networking more effectively is to focus your networking efforts on those who are within groups that you have a high affinity with. This means finding groups that have very strong shared values, interests, or philosophies. So likely not those awkward mixer events of random strangers exchanging business cards in bars. Really effective networking a lot of times entails spending just a little bit of coin to ingratiate yourself with such a group. So a donation to a political cause you believe in, supporting a charitable organization, tithing at church or supporting a religious community or paying membership dues to Toastmasters, a hobbyist group, or maybe even a fraternal fraternal order. Maybe you can even get into the Illuminati. These sort of things can often allow you to make friends with people that are quite a bit above your pay grade. I would spend my personal development buck on these things first habituate, quantify, and optimize in these areas before I moved on to spending money on coaching and membership packages, online courses, motivational summits, retreats, seminars, conferences, and mastermind groups. My personal development philosophy is really biased towards habituation as opposed to transformation. I'll say that one more time. Personal development philosophy is biased towards habituation as opposed to transformation. There's this really pervasive marketing message we hear constantly uh, about things that are being pitched to us, you know, whether it's like a high energy event, an exhaustive online course, an extensive training boot camp, a woo-woo spiritual retreat. 
they tell us that these things will transform our mindset overnight or finally get get us over something, get some issue resolved for us. But it seems to me that regardless of how inspired people get sporadically, there is a regression to the mean of the baseline quality of life that their habits and decisions afford them. So that's what I'm about habituation as opposed to transformation within in in quotes. I'd really appreciate your feedback on this. Actually leave a comment and let me know what personal development things you have spent money on that really did ROI for you. And hey, maybe maybe I'll spend money on them. Thanks and I look forward to an ongoing conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.